If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Star Wars 7x7, episode 822. Today, a tantalizing hint about Luke Skywalker. Is he possibly going to be in danger? That's what we're going to find out in the Star Wars Rebels briefing on Holocrons of Fate, season 3, episode 3 of the TV series. Punch it, Chewie. It's rebel-rousing fun for everyday Jedi. Seven minutes a day, seven days a week. Join Alan Voivod for today's Star Wars 7x7 podcast. Destiny Unleashed. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod. And let's start off with your official spoiler warning. If you have not seen this episode yet and you plan to and don't want it spoiled in advance, then save this podcast for a later date. And if you are game to move forward, then let's kick it off with a two-minute briefing on the events of the episode. So Kanan and Ezra are heading off to a meeting with other rebels, but that other transport has been attacked. And one guy left alive says a red blade attacked them and says the ghost is in danger. So they go back to their own ship, Kanan and Ezra do, and they called Hera, and it turns out that Darth Maul, or just Maul, since he's no longer a Darth, is back, and he has Sabine and Hera and Chopper and Zeb all held prisoner and demands the Sith holocron to get them released. And he says, oh, while you're at it, give me the Jedi holocron too. So Kanan and Ezra have to get the Sith holocron back from Bendu, and in the midst of that, they find out that a vergence of the two holocrons will create grave danger, according to Bendu. It will create a clarity of vision beyond any of your kind, he says, and any secret or destiny could be known. And Bendu says he's seen this happen before. Now, whether he personally is a part of that or whether he's just seen it somewhere in the forest, we don't yet know. In the meantime, Bendu has put the Sith holocron deep in a cave and Ezra has to go get it, or at least he volunteers to go get it and keep Kanan safe. But there's an imbalance between a master and apprentice, as Bendu notes. And the result of this journey into the caves to get the Sith holocron will either resolve the balance between master and apprentice, or they will get eaten by the spiders who live on the planet. And I think you can probably guess how this is going to go. No, they don't get eaten by the spiders. They recover the Sith holocron. But in the process, Kanan and Ezra have a moment to talk about the events of the season two finale when Kanan got blinded by Maul. And Kanan tells Ezra he doesn't blame Ezra for what happened to him and says that Ezra needs to stop blaming himself. And they have a beautiful hug that signals at least the beginning of some cleaning up of that emotional mess. Although in the addition of Rebels Recon attached to this episode, we're going to find out that it's not as simple as that and it's going to take much longer to resolve all the issues related to that confrontation. So once they get the Sith Holocron, they take off to meet Maul and of course all sorts of double crossing and trickery ensues. And the scene that we've been waiting for happens. This is one that was shown in the Season 3 trailer for Rebels, and it involves the combining of the Sith Holocron and the Jedi Holocron and what happens next out of that. We don't see just the explosion that we saw in the trailer, but we see what happens when this whole process is happening. And apparently it's not just clarity of vision across 
you know, the entirety of the universe and time and space and all of that has been to sort of suggest, or at least he left it very open-ended when he was initially talking about it. It looks like it's more about, you know, almost like the genie lamp or something like that, you know, asking for something and getting the answer to it. Maybe Magic 8-Ball, but a little more precise, like if you crossed a genie in an 8-Ball. Because Ezra still wants to know the secret to defeating the Sith, and Maul says he is only looking for hope. What kind of twisted variety of hope that might be in Maul's case, heaven only knows. But anyway, there is a vision that Ezra sees, planets and places, some of which are familiar and some of which aren't. And one thing he says out loud is twin suns, which of course we're all going to jump to the conclusion that he's referencing Tatooine, but Filoni in an interview says that he thinks it's more common than not for a planet to have twin suns or to be orbiting twin suns in the Star Wars galaxy. So I don't know if he's trying to throw us off the scent of that or you know, or if he's really actually stating something and saying, yeah, don't jump to conclusions you said. I mean, come on, it's got to be Tatooine, right? Uh, if he's looking for the way to defeat the Sith, it's Luke. We know that. So, yeah, I don't think you can throw us too far off on this, <laughs> the scent on that one. And Ezra um, sees that, but he doesn't know if he's seeing stuff that he wanted to see or that Maul wanted him to see or that Maul wanted to see himself. And Maul ends up stumbling away like a lunatic going, he lives, <laughs> he lives. And we don't know who the he is, of course, but a prevailing theory running around right now is that Obi-Wan Kenobi is the he to whom Maul is referring. And that about does it for the episode. So yeah, a little bit more than two minutes of a briefing. Sorry about that. <laughs> a lot to talk about here. And a few other things that I thought were pretty cool to call to your attention, too. First of all, Bendu referring to the Holocron as the Keeper of the Shadow Law. That sounds really intriguing. And yeah, it is, you know, there are laws that they are operating by that seem to work, even though they are not, you know, laws that essentially help nature. They go against nature. But I thought that was a, a really good way of putting it. Another thing that I didn't necessarily know, and maybe you already knew this if you have been caught up through Star Wars Clone Wars and also Rebels, but that Maul has droid legs. I don't think I realized he had droid legs. I mean, I knew he lost the bottom half of his body. Again, you know, it's still a shock to me that he's alive through all of this. I mean, maybe it's just because he's an alien and aliens can take being cut in half, or at least this particular kind of alien can. But yeah, I didn't necessarily know what his two human-looking legs are or his, you know, bipedal-looking legs were like, but I guess they're metal after all. And speaking of Maul, in the Rebels Recon video attached to this episode, Pablo Hidalgo says that Maul has a game plan and that he is going to be, um, now that he's off the planet, which was his big victory at the end of the season, that according to Dave Filoni, but that... Hidalgo says he's got stuff that he can't let go of, Maul does, and that, of course, would point to Obi-Wan Kenobi. And secrets buried in strategic places, which he will start unburying as he works toward his ultimate end goal. So yeah, that also points squarely in the direction of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And he's been driven by revenge on Obi-Wan for so many years, so that could be hope, his hope of actually finally achieving revenge. But He's not going to really find much waiting for him on the other side of that should he actually kill Obi-Wan, which, you know, I know he doesn't kill Obi-Wan Kenobi, but, you know, go with it, all right? If he were to kill Obi-Wan, like, what does that ultimately get him? Yeah, it gets him the revenge, but then he's still a lost dark side user, and, you know, okay, now what? Now he has to go after, you know, somebody else? Like, who else is left? I mean, maybe he could turn into someone like Ventress and end up hiring himself out for jobs and whatnot, but, you know... That doesn't seem like his shtick, does it? It seems like he is just going to be, 
lost, lost once he loses his ability to have, you know, a master foil. He's going to have to find somebody else to create that kind of dynamic with. And maybe that's what's going to end up happening. Maybe his feelings for Obi-Wan are going to get transferred over onto Kanan and Ezra and the Ghost Crew, and maybe that's the dynamic that we're going to see. And since we've got to have somebody defeated at the end of the season, like we lost the Inquisitors in Season 1 and we lost three Inquisitors in Season 2, maybe Maul is the guy who is going to bite the dust in Season 3. And of course, I want to know what you think about that. I mean, on the one hand, Dave Filoni says that he can't watch fan reactions about things because he can't let it influence his story stuff. But then in a in an interview for io9 he did say about the obo-wan kenobi theory that that's an interesting theory and he loves hearing things from fans so yeah you know i guess you got to take his comments with a grain of salt but i wonder if they are willing to commit to killing maul or if they don't have the i don't mean to say intestinal fortitude but you know what i mean like you know do they have the guts to do it you know, will it serve story and are they committed to story enough to actually doing that, knowing that there will probably be a huge fan reaction that might not be all that pleasant? I'd love to hear your thoughts. So chime in on the comments in the blog post for this show's episode at SW7x7.com. Personally, I think Filoni has the ability to do it. I don't think that he is going to be beholden in that sense to it. As much as Maul is a favorite of, you know, certainly his as well as the fans, and Sam Witwer, who's the voice actor for Maul, is a favorite as well. I think that if it serves the story, I'm pretty sure Dave Filoni will commit to doing it. Just don't know yet if it's going to serve the story. In the Rebels Recon video, Filoni points out that Maul is trying to be his own thing, you know, not a Sith, and that many people have tried doing their own thing, and it hasn't worked out so well, so we'll have to see how it turns out for him. That doesn't sound very hopeful by any stretch of the imagination. And that is going to do it for our look at Holocrons of Fate Season 3, Episode 3 of Star Wars Rebels. I've got a trivia question coming up for you after the break. Stay tuned. Hey Rebel Rouser, you're listening to this podcast, maybe you'd like to listen to a Star Wars story too. Luckily we've got just the thing for you. We've partnered with Audible to give you a free download and a free 30-day trial of their awesome service. All you gotta do is go to audibletrial.com SW7X7 to sign up and get your free download. They've got dozens of Star Wars titles, anything you want to do to explore that galaxy far, far away. One more time for you, audibletrial.com SW7X7. All right, time for your trivia question here. Together, we will destroy the Resistance and the Last Jedi. Last time I asked you what Finn says will happen to him and Poe if they go back to Jakku, and it's that they will die. Today's question, what is it about Finn that gets BB-8 so worked up the first moment that BB-8 sees Finn? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you shut down all the garbage smashers on the detention level, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if the show's been worth your time, please support us at Patreon.com SW7x7. It's not your cursed metal body, it's Destiny Unleashed. Podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, 
Movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.